And now, a warrior for the Word of God and the Constitution of the United States, a Marine Corps veteran, a Harvard-trained attorney, Bishop of the Called Churches, and founder and president of STAND. Staying true to America's national destiny, the voice of the awakening, your host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. And I am he. Great to be with you again today. It is Friday, folks. I hope you're ready for a wonderful weekend, opportunity to rest a little bit, get to church, spend some time with family, and just enjoy. Uh, I'm going to be down in Texarkana, Texas this weekend. Looking forward to that. I'm going to be, in fact, at First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas. Uh, I'm going to be preaching, in fact, two services down there. The um, morning service at 10.30 a.m. Let me get my schedule together here. Okay, there we go. The morning service at 10.30 a.m. and the evening service at 6 o'clock p.m. with Pastor Jeff Shreve, the host pastor down there, going to be at 3015 Moores Lane in Texarkana, Texas. So if you're in the area, all my Texas folks, if you're anywhere nearby, stop on over. I would love to see you, love to have an opportunity to meet with you. I'll be signing some books down there. Not my new book, not out yet. It'll be out early next year, Sweet Land of Liberty, Reflections of a Patriot Descended from Slaves. I'm very excited about this book, uh, but it won't be out for a few months yet. It's we're working on it. Believe me, folks, the book's written, but you know, a lot of publishing things to do, getting the endorsements in place and getting all the, the, uh, you know, making sure that everything is perfect. It takes time and, you know, paper shortages and, and time it takes to print and all that. So all that's being worked out, but I will have my, <clears throat> the, the books I've written in the past, uh, 12 principles to make your life extraordinary, be available to you. And so just looking forward to a great time in the Lord down there as we will be two days away from the election. Now we are four days away from the election. And folks, this is First Amendment Friday. So I want to take your calls, most of the program, and I'm going to start taking your calls in the very next segment. 888-589-8840 is the number. All of you folks that I have to cut off at the end of the program haven't been able to get to, and all of you have never been able to get through, this is your opportunity to call in, 888-589-8840. We try to move the calls as efficiently as we can so we get as many people as we can on. So look, here's the issue, not terribly substantive in a sense, but it, it to me, suggests a major problem. This woman, Sonny Hostin, who is a, a host for The View, made a comment that I think it, it, it's chilling. It really is. She was talking about the poll that came out saying that, quote unquote, suburban white women, and I hate that, suburban white women. I mean, what are they doing? Calling people, are you white? <laughs> you know, are you a woman? What? They probably what they're probably doing is polling suburban women and and just assuming they're most of them are um, are, are are Americans of European ancestry of some background, and there's just there's class of suburban white women, white suburban. I mean, you know, we we've just got to stop this stuff in our country. It just, but at any rate, so she leaped on that right, and she says, um, I read this poll that these women are going to vote Republican. And then she says this, 
it's almost like roaches voting parade. Now, I'm going to say something that some of you may be familiar with, some of you may not, but this woman prides herself on being a kind of watchman on the wall for that which is authentically black, right? Because um, didn't she jump on the former governor of North Carolina and say that she was not using her proper name because she was trying to hide the fact that she's Indian or some such nonsense. I mean, and Nikki Haley, she said the word, the name Nikki is on her birth certificate. Her parents gave her that name. And this woman tried to make it like she had was trying to, in fact, I think she accused her of trying to, um, what do they call it? Trying to cross over. Pretending, I mean, so so this woman, Sonny Hostin, is a piece of work. Here's what jumped out at me. Folks, the reference to cockroaches which should be something she should never, ever use because in the Rwandan genocide, which once again, it's not the skin, it's the sin. The Rwandan genocide, Africans in the same country turn on one another with a vengeance and the Tutsis were attacked by the Hutus and over a period of somewhere between three and six months, they killed 662,000 Hutus, hacked them to death with machetes. And the lead up to that genocide, the lead up to that cleansing, and by the way, all African people, you could say, they, they would have said about each other, they look like me. Yeah, folks, let's get this straight. There were no Europeans involved, okay? 662,000 people hacked to death over a period of three to six months. And the lead up, they called them cockroaches. They said that the Tutsis were just roaches, just roaches. Now, I know that may seem a little bit esoteric, but for someone who makes such a big deal over race, you would think that this airhead, Sonny Hostin, would realize, I don't want to use that phrase because that harks back to the, to the, to the basically the, the Hutu genocide against the Tutsis in Rwanda. But see, she's probably too ignorant to know anything about that because she's all sound and fury signifying nothing. But the second thing is, using that phrase anyway is dehumanizing. Using that term is dehumanizing. And these leftists are always talking about the insensitivity of conservatives and, and how you know we, we are racist and this, that, and the other. And here she uses a term that is really one of the most denigrating terms you can use to refer to a group of people, and she is referring to a group of people, white suburban women are like roaches now. Oh, I know that's not what I meant, that's not what, yeah, but that's what you said. 
and nobody's called her on it. Now, here's the, 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 the overarching issue that that raises. These leftists are going crazy over the potential loss that they anticipate suffering on Tuesday. I mean, they are becoming unhinged. This is just one indication of it. I just thought it was a, was a way to highlight what's happening. I mean, Biden talking about it's the end of our democracy. If, if Republicans win, it's the end of democracy. They, and this historian, Beshelos, talking about they're going to kill your children. They're going to arrest you. I mean, what is wrong with these people? It just, once again, folks, you know what? It's like an apocalyptic cult. I, I keep referring to them as being like a cult. It's like an apocalyptic cult. You, you come against the cult, and it's the end of the world as we know it. When people talk like that and think like that, they're potentially dangerous. Just a heads up for everybody. We're going to win at the ballot box back in a moment. This is Viewpoints with Kirby Anderson. Scores on the ACT college admissions test taken by recent high school graduates hit their lowest point in more than 30 years. The press reported that this was due to the disruption from the pandemic and lockdowns. While that is true, it is only part of the reason for the decline in test scores. First, let's look at the dismal results from the test. The average ACT composite score for the class of 2022 was just 19.8 out of 36. This is the first time since 1991 that the average score was below 20. What is even more discouraging is that nearly half of the graduates of the class of 2022 did not meet any of the subject benchmarks in English, reading, science, and math. To be fair, ACT test scores have declined steadily in the last few years, but educators are alarmed at the magnitude of the decline. The CEO of ACT lamented, we see rapidly growing numbers of seniors leaving high school without meeting college readiness benchmarks in any of the subjects we measure. Now, much of the decline is due to the devastating impact of the lockdowns and the foolish assumption that students would pay attention when they were supposedly learning online. But now the students are back in the classroom. So what are they learning? Lanzazumi reports that one college student reported that a teacher at his school told the class that perfectionism and striving for perfection was part of white supremacy culture. Another argued that it was bad to have a good work ethic or to be supportive of meritocracy. Grades are inflated. Low grades are eliminated. Multiple retakes of exams are permitted. Here's the problem. Talking about patriarchy, supremacy, and racism crowd out the essential skills necessary for students to succeed. That's also why test scores are falling. I'm Kirby Anderson, and that's my point of view. For a free copy of Kirby's booklet, A Biblical View on Socialism, go to viewpoints.info socialism. That's viewpoints.info socialism. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. The credit card debt happened when my daughter was born. I was using one credit card account to roll over into another credit card account, and it was snowballing. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. 
When I first called Trinity, the representative understood the need based on the situation. They were great people to work with. From the first phone call that I made, they had me on a track to mitigate the credit card debt. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. Working with Trinity gave me the ability to save thousands of dollars. My name's Doug, and thanks to Trinity, I'm debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. The Awakening. The Awakening. Download and listen at your leisure with the podcast page at AFR.net. Now, back to our host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. 888-589-8840 is the number. Come to your calls in just a minute. So let me just get this straight. Just before I take the first call, let me get this straight. If you want the insane spending to stop so that inflation is brought under control, if you want to see America become energy independent, if you want to see crime brought under control by locking up dangerous people, if you want the border secured so that we are not being invaded, literally being invaded at our southern border. If you want our military to focus on its readiness and its fighting capability rather than wokeness and race and transgenderism and all of this craziness. And you want our elections to have integrity so that everybody left, right, conservative, Republican, Democrat, uh, 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 Republican, Democrat, conservative, uh, liberal, everybody can have confidence that the election result may be trusted. You're a threat to democracy. And if you want girls to be able to play with girls in girls sports and not have to compete against biological males because they can't compete against them for the most part, in fact, there are, we've seen that very serious injuries to women trying to compete against biological men claiming to be women. And you want to correct that. You're a threat to democracy. See, they, these people, have <clears throat> they've completely lost their minds. And if you want no censorship, you want people to be able to speak freely, and you want these forums that are available to us to be able to allow other to, to allow everybody to have their say, whether we agree with them or not, we want everybody to have their say. You're a threat to democracy. The, these people are, they are, they are, the, they are the poster children for Orwellian thinking. 888-589-8840 is the number. Okay, let's come to your calls. Let's go to Jason in Texas. Jason, welcome. Hey, Brother Jackson, thanks for taking my call. I know you're blessed. I'm blessed as well, brother. <laughs> you get it. You get in early, Jason. Good to have you again. Oh, I love talking to you. I love listening to you. Um, so you're going to be uh, at 3015 Moores Lane, Texarkana, Texas? I believe that's the address, yes. Did you say it was called First Baptist Church? It's called First Baptist Church, yep. First Baptist Church. In fact, the address is uh, 3015 Moores Lane, yes. Awesome. I'm going to do my best to make it over there in the morning to see you. All right. Well, that would be love great. to meet you. It uh, would be my so, honor, Jason. Uh, well, for first thing, uh, we're going to make Beto a three-time loser over here. Uh, nobody Good. wants 
all the stupid that they're pushing on us. But I was really calling to tell you, uh, uh, Ruben called Wednesday, and he was talking about uh, their concerns about putting their one-year-old and three-year-old into homeschooling. And so I talked to my sister about it because she just put her son into homeschooling because of all the craziness going on. And uh, she told me she got with her church, and they talked about it. And there's a group called the Big Kids Homeschool, and it's on Facebook, and it has an annual $35 fee. There's other groups. You can always look up homeschool communities in your area. They do events like dances, field trips, graduation, and other social events. And once you homeschool, uh, you're, you're considered a private school and can create your own curriculum for your kid. Most homeschool kids wow. only do about four hours of schooling a day. The rest of their learning is learning things you need to know to excel in life. So mm-hmm. hopefully Ruben's listening and others. All and right. It's a church community. So uh, Amen. that's what I want to share today. God bless you, brother. God bless you too, Jason. Thank you so much, man. That's that's helpful information to know. Praise God. And, and right, search around because there are other Christians who are dealing with the same issues. And it's great to have fellowship with them and be a part of their organized activities. Let's go to Joe in Tennessee. Joe, welcome. Bishop, you're one of my favorite people of all times to listen to. I just love you. Thank I've got you, a sir. comment and uh, something to think about. You know, uh, the Democrats always play hardball. Most Republicans play ping pong. I wish that when we go up there, if if we get the House and the Senate, give me your opinion on this, if uh, we could get rid of Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy both and have our Senate call our senators and congressmen and tell them don't vote for those uh, rhinos. I'd like to have your opinion on that. Look, Joe, I could not agree with you more. Um, And in fact, when I've talked to Congressman Bob Good about this, he always says, I've not made any, he's in Congress, of course, not in the Senate, but I've not made any commitment as to who I'm going to vote for, for Speaker of the House. Let's see who runs. Let's see who, so he has not committed to, to McCarthy. I just think we've got to have some bold leadership that is willing to, as you put it, just just go up there with, take no prisoners. Don't play games because, you see, the left doesn't. You notice what they do? They ram through everything they can. I mean, they they go for broke when they get a chance to, to exercise power. And Republicans have got to go for broke in terms of trying to serve the American people and do the things that we know need to be done, the things that are right. So I couldn't agree with you more. I hope there is new leadership in the Senate. I, mean, I think there's a big question about McConnell and his wife's connections to communist China. So there, there are some real issues that need to be dealt with. And sometimes this stuff, look, corruption is not just on the Democrat side. Let's be clear about that. That's why I always say uh, I don't owe my first loyalty to the Republican Party. My first loyalty is to Jesus Christ. And to the extent that Republicans are doing what is right and what I agree with, okay, great, you get my support. But to the extent that you don't, see ya, (laughs) I move on. I'm not wedded to a party. I'm wedded to the Lord and wedded to his word. So, so yeah, we need to hold their feet to the fire. But thank you for the call. Let's go to Teresa in Louisiana. Teresa, welcome. Hello. How are you, Bishop? Um, I just want to ask if you could pray, please, for my granddaughter, Emma, who tried to commit suicide uh, about two weeks ago. 
and oh, uh, her yes. mother died uh, several years ago, hmm. and then uh, she's been through some rough times. And uh, I would appreciate if you could do that for me. Plus, also, Texarkana is a little far for me to make. It, it's probably about three, four hours from me, and gas prices are a little high. But someday, if you could try to make it down to Monroe, Louisiana, we'd <laughs> sure appreciate okay. it, okay? <laughs> Teresa, what, what's the young lady's name again who tried to commit suicide? Emma. Emma, okay. Uh-huh. All right, Teresa. Listen, Monroe, Louisiana, one day. Uh-huh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Teresa. And we'll, we'll be praying for Emma. Uh, in fact, folks, let me, let me just pause and say a word of prayer now. Father, in the name of Jesus, uh, Emma's obviously hurting, and she's been misled into thinking that suicide is an answer. We pray that you'd help her experience your love, and in doing so, to know that life is worth living and that you have a great plan for her, and that the spirit of grief might lift off of her. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Cindy in North Carolina. Cindy, welcome. Hey, Bishop. How are you doing this afternoon? Great. Cindy, how are you? I'm doing amazing. I'm Good. amazing. You know what? <laughs> Excellent. I have a whole bunch of new parts, knees and shoulders, and God wakes me up every day, and it's so beautiful, and the leaves are changing. It's just amazing. Amen. <laughs> you're, you're a blessing, too, Bishop. You really are. Thank but you. But listen— I have a concern. Um, I watched yesterday when the Fed was raising the rate, and, mm-hmm. you know, they're talking about how Jerome Powell is going to be public enemy number one, and he knows what he's going to be facing and all. But I also heard, um, if I'm not mistaken, and that's why I'm calling you because I know you have a lot of answers, I heard somebody say that one of the major goals of, like, raising the interest rates to try to control inflation and everything, which – we know who did it to us, but the goal was to deplete excess savings. In that case, they would be talking about us, regular, everyday people, if we might have a little bit of money in the bank for an emergency or something or try to leave somebody. That's scary. Am I correct? Uh, look, um, Cindy, thank you for the call, and, uh, and, and thanks for the question. Thanks for the encouraging words, too. I have not heard that that specific issue that they're trying to deplete our savings. I can tell you this, when you, when you say that, what comes to mind is the influence of George Soros on our government and the way in which he plays with, uh, with, with monetary policy and currency and tries to use his influence in order to make money for himself. And, and, and he does so by impoverishing the people in the countries that he makes money in. I mean, one of the reasons why he's persona non grata right now in England is he almost broke the currency in England. And he, I mean, he, ordinary people took a, a, a bath. I mean, he did, he hurt people badly in England and he doesn't care. He's made clear he doesn't care. So I'm not specifically blaming this on him but I know that that's the way he thinks and that's the way he operates. And these economic hardships are an opportunity for him because he is a predator. He's not, this guy's not a capitalist. This guy is a crook and a manipulator. Uh, so here again, I hadn't heard that specifically, 
But it does not surprise me because you deplete people's savings, then where do they turn? Of course, they turn to credit. And what does credit mean? Credit means dependency. It means you, you, are, you are underwater. And then interest rates become a boondoggle for those people who traffic in, in lending. So, yeah, it's, here again, I'm just giving you sort of a, an analysis based upon the stimulation you've given me, Cindy. But thank you for the call. We'll be back in a moment to take some more. It's my turn. Here is your host for my turn, Don Wildman. Criticism. All of us at one time or another are victims of it. And all of us, sometimes too often, are guilty of it. But there is nothing basically wrong with criticism in itself. It is only that we humans have a way of misusing it. Most of our criticism isn't constructive or even given in a spirit of helpfulness. Most of our criticism is nothing more than our attempt to belittle another's efforts. And that's where the real problem comes in. We have no higher purpose in our criticism than to make someone else look bad. It's too bad that we don't use criticism more like our maker intended for us to use it in a spirit of love and concern for those we criticize. You know, I have an idea that if we used it in that method, there would be a lot less of it and more constructive results from it. Did you ever notice that those who get the most criticism usually give very little of it? And at the same time, these people usually do the most good for society and are appreciated the least for their efforts. Sure, there are exceptions, but generally speaking, that's the way it appears. I guess the reason that those who get criticized the most give very little criticism is that they know the deep hurt which cruel, cutting, unfair criticism brings. There are very few hurts that can compare with it. No one is immune to criticism, and those who more fully try to follow the way of the Galilean sometimes suffer the most. Many have been the number of people who have been pure in heart and sincerely trying to help their fellow man who have been criticized ever so harshly. I may be wrong about the matter, but I am of the opinion that if we are to be critical of someone or their way, we should at least offer a better way. Else, what good have we accomplished by our criticism? Any idiot can do the same, that is, be critical without being constructive. The fisher of men once said something about having a log in our own eye and trying to take a splinter from the eye of another. He said we would do well to first get the log from our own eye before trying to remove the splinter from our neighbor's eye. You know, the tragedy is that we don't follow this very practical advice. No, we can spot the smallest splinter in another while looking straight through our own log. Tis a real shame that this is the case, but the case it is. Once a person sets his sights high in this life, he's opened the door for severe criticism. For history records that those who have done the most for mankind have been those who have suffered the most criticism. So if one has ambition about leaving the world a better place to live, he'd better get prepared for the criticism that will follow. And while we know that to be the truth, 
Somehow, it just doesn't take away the hurt that criticism brings. This has been My Turn with Don Wildman, a production of the American Family Association. The Awakening. The Awakening. Download and listen at your leisure with the podcast page at AFR.net. Now, back to our host, Bishop E.W. Jackson. I just quickly, during the break, uh, looked up what the Federal Reserve has been saying about savings. And they just have a recent release in uh, this month, I mean, last month in October, indicating that they believe that savings are in excess right now and need to be depleted. So take that for what it's worth. But I'll tell you one thing, folks. It just makes me angry to think that our government is manipulating us for their own ends rather than doing what the Constitution charges them to do, which is to serve us, to be our representatives to, for the good of the people with the consent of the governed. And we, that, that's been twisted now where these, particularly these leftists, and some Republicans are infected with it too, they think that their job is to be our masters, that we serve them. Hey, yeah, it's, it's, it's time for a comeuppance. 888-589-8840 is the number. All right, you've been waiting very patiently. Kay in Kansas, welcome. Thank you. Isn't it wonderful that we serve God? I mean, if we just had to Amen. wait on the government, I mean, and serve that. Well, Bishop, uh, for president, I'm one of your many fans in Kansas. Well, thank you, and, Kay. Am I on, sir? Yeah, yes, okay. you are. Oh, yes, uh, very much so. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I cannot listen just at quite every second that you're on the air just because of other obligations I have, but maybe I've missed it. But have you done much about the Georgia Senate race between uh, my man, Herschel Walker, yes. and the Reverend Raphael Warnock? Have you spoken much about the contrast between the two? Spoken about it, Kay, and, and I have a pact that this is separate and apart, folks, from AFR, which is a nonprofit radio network, but I have a pack called Stand America Pack, and we have done mm-hmm. over a thousand ads, uh, hundreds in Georgia, trying to reach out particularly to the black community to say, yes. do not vote for Raphael Perfect. Warnock, do not yes. vote for Stephanie okay. Abrams. So yes, we I've talked about it, and we've taken some action to try to impact that race. Oh, bless and thank you, because I have done a research on him now what an evil to the core marxist he's a lot it reminds me of obama's upbringing schooling and and all of this who influenced him it is just demonic and you know with with herschel walker the big thing in the news uh media is about the abortion did that did he pay for that lady well 30 years ago who of us lives like we did 30 years ago we must be current with the lord and the Lord just restores and does everything. And Amen. I am so thankful that you have done all of that for uh, Mr. Walker. Thank you so much, Bishop. Thank all you for right, being who Kay. you are and helping us so much. God bless well, thank you. you. Thank Bye-bye. you. God bless you. Yeah, folks, what happened? First of all, I don't believe it, to tell you the truth. I just flat out don't believe it because these, these Democrats are such liars. And they see that Herschel Walker is making progress. And they've got to stop him. But here's the ironic thing. I thought they thought abortion was such a great thing. I mean, you, you would think they would say, oh, really? He, he paid for an abortion 30 years ago? I think I'll vote for him. 
But you know, it tells me somewhere in their heart of hearts, they know that abortion is wrong. And so when it's convenient, they're happy to try to slander someone who they can point to who they think was participated in, in someone having one. Uh, so it's the hypocrisy that, of these people is just unbounded. But I don't, I flat out don't believe it because I just don't believe them. And it's just too convenient that suddenly these things are coming up when Herschel Walker is within striking distance of the U.S. Senate. 888-589-8840 is the number. Let's go to Tom in Ohio. Tom, thank you for your patience. Welcome. Hey, hi, Bishop. Thank you for taking my call. My pleasure. Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Ah, good. Hey, uh, it drives me crazy. People keep saying uh, we're in a democracy when we're in a constitutional republic. Yeah. But that's not my point here. I keep hearing about amnesty for COVID, and I keep wondering, you know, are we going to have a, a guy like Rand Paul going to actually start doing real hearings and all this on on uh, the Fauci's and, and all these you know, the big pharma and all that. And I just kind of want to get your take on that. Well, Tom, thank you for the call. I hope so. I hope so. Because it's needed. We know we've been defrauded. We know we've been lied to. Uh, We know that they use this as an opportunity to manipulate the American people. I just shared with you all, I think it was yesterday, Pfizer made $22 billion, not not in one year, but in one quarter. And guess where most of that money is coming from? Your taxpayer dollars and mine. So this thing is just filled, and, and not to, and then don't forget, Fauci's worth $10 million. Where's, where's all his money been coming from? So, yeah, I, I hope that Rand Paul and others are going to get to the bottom of this and really tell the American people the truth. Because look, who knows? One day there might be a real pandemic. And I say real, not to minimize the, the, the suffering that COVID caused. I mean, my wife and I had it. But let's face it, folks. For most people, for most people, and we, we mourn the death of anybody who got caught by that thing and, and it ended up costing their lives. But for most people, it was not life-threatening but they made us believe it was the end of the world and used it as an opportunity for tyranny and financial corruption uh, and, and, and just and, and cheating in the election. They used it as an opportunity to cheat in 2020. I mean, this thing just, they, they just used that. Well, Rahm Emanuel Never let a good crisis go to waste. And I tell you what, they, they certainly do live by that edict, don't they? Thank you for the call, Tom. Let's go to Randy in Iowa. Randy, welcome. Randy, you are on. Are you there? Uh, Randy in Louisiana is. Oh, I'm sorry about that, Randy. I misread my label there. You're right. Randy in Louisiana. It looked like an IA instead of an LA, but good to have you on. <laughs> good to be on. Uh, I want to tell you, uh, Brother Jackson, that I'm a daily listener and you've been a blessing to me and to I know many folks. And I want to thank God. you for your service, but more so, I want to thank you for the service to Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, uh, Randy. I, I was. 
uh, <laughs> I guess we're all trouble, but you know, I know the Lord uh, is long suffering, and and uh, I get to thinking about all the stuff that's going on and how the Democrats have uh, totally gone berserk, and it's been leading up for the last couple of years or so, and and I keep thinking about Second Thessalonians, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, of course. Paul's talking about the wicked one and so forth, but uh, timeline, he sends a strong delusion. Uh, it probably takes a little while for that to happen. But anyway, I just thought I'd get your yeah. thoughts on it. And, and, uh, well, <laughs> strong delusion's got to be what's going on here. Oh, Randy, there is no question about it. I mean, there really isn't any question about it, folks. When you, when you believe that it's fair for a six foot two, 215 pound guy to compete against a 125 pound, five foot three woman and say that that's, that's fair because he's, he's a girl. Uh, you, you can't call that anything but strong delusion. Let's see if we can get one more in before we have to go to the break. Uh, let's see. You've been waiting very patiently too. Demetrius in Texas. Welcome. How you doing, Bishop? Um, great. There's so much to say here, but, um, first of all, I don't know how familiar you are with the BOP, the Bureau of Prisons. Are you familiar with anything Uh, of them? Not, not very, but I'm aware of it. Okay. Well, the tactics that they use to manipulate the prisoners in there, which is actually what happens is the same tactics that they're trying to use out here. How do I know that? Because I did 25 years in federal prison. And I've been out two and a half. I'm a saved. I, I'm saved by grace through Christ Amen. and Christ alone. Um, everything has been reformed about my life. I love it and wouldn't change anything about it, regardless of how much time I had to do. But I come out here now, and it is radically different. However, we saw a lot of that coming into the prisons, a lot of change, uh, mentality, and whatnot, and wow. uh, the transgender stuff. They're putting men in there that think that they're female they're putting them yeah. there in in the prisons with us but the wow. same tactics are being used out here they allow wickedness to prosper demetrius i've, I've got to go but thank you for the call my friend we'll be back in a moment to take more of your calls american family studios was started back in 2011 as a way to advance the christian worldview into an increasingly media-rich culture Media is like such a powerful tool to communicate the gospel. I love writing stories, getting in my office and just thinking, how can we portray this concept of who God's character is? And to get to use the gifts that God has given me is really a joy. AmericanFamilyStudios.net AFR programming is now available on Alexa. You're joking, right? Nope, not joking. Seriously? Yep, this is not a drill. Wait a minute. No way. There's a way. The Alexa way. So if you just happen to miss your favorite shows, no worries. You can now listen to each podcast with Alexa. It's simple and it's free. Just visit AFR.net forward slash apps and click Alexa. We're not joking. Did you know the abortion pill accounts for over 50% of all abortions? Preborn Ministry continues to stand with women in crisis in their darkest hour and bring hope and life. After Marissa took the abortion pill, she immediately regretted it. 
but Preborn was there for her. Look at that baby. Look how beautiful he is. Look at that. Abortion pill reversal actually works. Let's hear his heartbeat. Oh, look how strong it is. Oh, praise God. By God's amazing grace, this baby was saved, but many more need our help. To learn how you can be a part of rescuing babies' lives and sharing the heart of Jesus, go to preborn.com. That's preborn.com. Or dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250 and say baby. Well, everybody loves a good surprise, yeah. but you never see it coming from someone that you don't know, perhaps. This is Focus on the Family Minute with Pat Linnell. So for instance, I can give you a birthday present. Remember, it's your anniversary. There's a producer today. It's her birthday. Happy birthday. Yay, Ashley. Some, yeah, Ashley. There's some expectations of, it's my birthday. <laughs> you know, let's, let's, let's celebrate. Let's celebrate. <laughs> but when I get loved on, when it's not my birthday, not my anniversary, and it feels good and it's out of the blue, most people never get to experience that. And the potency that we get to, you know, that we get to experience the fun and the joy as a believer is giving someone that kind of taste of grace with that little element of surprise, whether it was just kind of creative and you knew something about them or you met a need in the moment that you saw. More from Pat at familyminute.org. Back to The Awakening with Bishop E.W. Jackson on American Family Radio. Uh, I, folks, I, 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 I am almost speechless that that brother who did 25 years in federal prison and said, I come out and I feel like the, the, what they're doing out on the, on the outside are the same tactics that they used in prison to control and to manipulate the prisoners. And then I thought about the fact that, I don't know whether I've shared this with you before in reading this book on George Soros, his goal is to see all prisons emptied. And I, that immediately came to mind. Oh, In other words, you try to brainwash them all to be exactly what you need them to be, and then you release them all on the streets. And whether they're predators or they're just automatons uh, who will follow what they're told to do, um, they help you advance your agenda. You know, folks... I wouldn't have thought, if you'd asked me this two or three years ago, I wouldn't have thought this way. But you see what's going on and you can't help but question everything. And what what in the world are they up to? I mean, based on what he said, yeah, emptying all the prisons makes sense. Because you get to destabilize the country. and And maybe you get an army of kind of people who will do your bidding for you because you've You've trained them to do so. 888-589-8840. I wouldn't put it past them, folks. And by the way, let me say quickly, for just before I come back, all you guys and ladies listening to me right now who are incarcerated, I love you. I, I pray for you. Uh, thank you for writing to me. And I know some of you may think, man, why does he write back? Folks, I don't have the bandwidth. I wish I did. And pray for me that the Lord will give me the bandwidth to help me respond to your letters. I do read them, but I just I don't have the staff and the ability to, to respond to them. 
But let, I want you all to know, particularly Christians who write me, I love you, I'm praying for you, and God has a plan for your life, whether it's fulfilled where you are or he has something else in mind for you and when you get released. But keep serving God because he has forgiven you, he loves you, he has a great plan for your life. 888-589-8840 is the number. Let's go to Mary in Arkansas. Mary, welcome. Yes, how you doing? Uh, so glad to speak with you. My Thank question you, Mary. is a two-part question. Uh, the question is, like Creflo Dollar, T.D. Jakes, all those big mega churches and over God's people, why don't God deal with them the same way he did the prophet of old? When they disobeyed God or did anything, God went ahead immediately and struck them down. And the other question is, concerning our foul language and um, everything, is that misusing the Lord's name, is that taking the Lord's name in vain, and how will a Christian address that concerning another person? I'll hang up and let you answer that question. Thank you, and you have a blessed day. Thank you very much, Mary. You too. With regard to Creflo Dollar and T.D. Jakes and all the ministers who refuse to adhere to the Word of God and teach people and encourage people to vote for godless leadership in this country, which curses the nation, we're living in the age of grace. That's the answer. Now, you do reap what you sow, and there are consequences to your actions here in this life. But remember, all the punishment for our wrongdoing has been put on Jesus. And therefore, God is long-suffering toward us, hoping that we'll repent. Uh, so that's why the old covenant, you, you sin, you violate the law, you are worthy of death. That's no longer the case. We're living in the dispensation of grace. And that's why you don't see those immediate consequences. I mean, there's another one. Um, uh, this guy, Jamal O'Brien. Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, Jamal Bryant. Oh, Lord. It just, you know. Has, as far as I'm concerned, this has nothing to do with Jesus. It's all racial propaganda. But God will deal with them. I mean, they're going to ultimately be accountable to him. That's for sure. But right now, they, they we're in the age of grace, and God is giving people time. The Bible says he's long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish. And, and that's why you don't see those immediate results. As far, as far as the Bible says, as far as profanity, the Bible says, let no corrupt communication come forth from your mouth. It's not that every curse word is a blasphemy against God, but every curse word is a curse against yourself because the, Jesus said when it comes out of the mouth goes into the heart. And if you're using profane language, it's going into your heart first and polluting you. Thank you for the call. Now, that one, that one was off, you know, away from what we're normally discussing, but happy to try to answer those questions. Let's go to Robert in Arkansas. Robert, welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm expecting us to gain five Senate seats and 31 House seats. Oh, wow. So the Republicans should be in charge of the House and the Senate. My question is, are they going to spend 100% of their time fixing things, or do you think they're going to spend 80% of their time I'm getting even with the Democrats. Well, Robert, thank you so much for the call. Very intelligent question, too. I trust that they will spend all of their time fixing things. I trust that they will spend all of their time doing what the American people need to have done. You know, folks, and, and I know you all know this about me. I think they don't know this about most of us. We're not interested in vengeance against them. We're, we're interested in goodness for our country. We want prosperity. We want peace. We want, we want hope. 
We want people to be able to fulfill their God-given their God-given potential in this wonderful nation of freedom. And I trust that that's what the the um, the Republicans, if they take over the Senate and the House, that that's what they'll focus on. And by the way, if they do that, they're going to win the hearts of the American people, even those who may not have voted for them. They get in there and it just it becomes all about payback and tit for tat and all of that. And, you know, people are going to lose patience with that nonsense pretty quickly. Thank you for the call, my friend. Let's go to Tracy in North Carolina. Tracy, welcome. God bless you, brother. I love you. Thank you, sir. Uh, just wanted to mention one thing. I got my vote in last Saturday, and okay. people tell me a lot of times that, uh, you know, it's none of my business what the people want to get abortions and all, but if it's our tax money being paid for it, uh, yes, it does become my business. And as, as early as in, I think it's in Genesis 9-6 when God tells Noah that, you know, there's going to be blood for blood, uh, we need to remember that when we take life, especially the youngest and the oldest, there's really a penalty going to be paid for that. Amen, Tracy. And and you're right. Thank you for the call, Tracy. It is our business. When you are taking innocent human life, that's our business. If you saw someone across the street and you were on the other side and they were killing an innocent person, they were, they were harming an elderly person, uh, they were trying to do harm to a child, is it, wouldn't you try to do something? You'd be trying to figure out what can I do? Uh, maybe you're not in a position to, to engage in a fight, uh, but maybe you call the police, but you want to do something. You don't walk away and say, well, not my business. So the people who say that, they don't have a revelation of seeing through a biblical lens because by, God said that the blood of, of Abel, who we know is not a perfect person, but God said his blood cried out to him from the ground. How much more do you think the blood of innocent children who have never done anything to anybody cries out to God from the ground? Let's go to Michael in Arkansas. Michael, welcome. Uh, good afternoon. Hey, my good afternoon. question is, is, is there nothing in our framework from, you know, the founding fathers that says, if an administration's policies are so egregious and so uh, detrimental to the, company, uh, the country, you know, I'm talking about this war on energy. Is there nothing the people can do if, if our elected officials um, can't do anything, won't do anything? I mean, can the people not call a special election and, and reject those policies? Or do, do they just have carte blanche to do whatever until they're, they're voted out? Um, you know, not, not again, not doing anything extreme. Just is, is there right, not a method right. of an election or something legal and binding that the people could say, we reject this. This is, this is unacceptable. Yeah. All right, Michael, thank you for the call. Well, look, there are a number of strategies that can be taken. Some of them are legal. Sometimes we can find causes of action to sue. Some of them are political. We can we can go for referenda to change policies. In other words, put something on the ballot before people that you think folks will support. Um, and uh, and sometimes you know we can we can go for just recalling some politicians who need to be recalled. We've seen that happen as well. But here's an idea that that I've been thinking about for a while. I don't have the ability to implement this. Certainly not at this time. But you know what? We, we really need the American people to converge on Washington, D.C. 
I mean by the millions. I don't mean a million person march. I mean millions of Americans to converge on Washington, D.C. and say, you know, we've had it. We want we want elected officials who are going to follow the Constitution, follow the rule of law, do their duty that they swore to do when they took the oath to the Constitution of the United States, put the American people first, that that's not racist, that's not xenophobic, that's not hateful. It's common sense. I think there are millions of Americans. I think most Americans think that way. And I think if we all converged on Washington, D.C. peacefully, peacefully, and said, hey, we've had it. And those of you who don't agree with this agenda, we're going to vote you out wherever you are. I think we would see some folks' eyes begin to open. I think that's possible, too. It just takes the right person to try to pull it off. But thank you for the call, my friend. Let's go to Ryan in Texas. Ryan, welcome. Hey, Bishop. We, uh, there was an article that just broke out, <clears throat> sorry, about an hour ago about uh, a Democratic whistleblower in Florida showing that uh, the elections have been rigged for 20 years. And I uh, didn't know if you heard about that, but just <laughs> wondering yeah. how many other states have been uh, doing this and for how long. Well, and, Ryan, uh, we know that. But Ryan, we know that can't be true because the elections are perfect as long as Democrats win. <laughs> right. I mean, they're perfect. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. We're, look, we're, we're conspiracy theorists. Right. Exactly. Exactly. We're 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 deniers is what we are now. That's the new word. We're deniers, climate denier, election denier. Yeah, I, I will look into that. Right. It, look, it doesn't surprise me. Any enterprise that human beings are involved in can and will be corrupted. It's just a matter of the right or maybe I should say the wrong people getting their hands on the levers of power. That's all it boils down to. Um, the Heritage Foundation is a compilation of thousands of instant instances of voter fraud. So please, it's this stuff of, oh no, everything's fine. In other words, when Hillary loses, it was stolen. But if Republicans win, win. I mean, if Republicans lose, oh, they're deniers. That's going to do it. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Remember, stand up, step up, speak up, refuse to back up, because we cannot be defeated if we will not quit. Because we are on God's side. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.